Hi, welcome to the Carnivore Stories podcast with me, Alyssa Grubner. The carnivore way of eating completely transformed my life. And it's stories just like the ones you'll hear on this podcast that kept me going every step of the way. I hope you're ready to hear an inspirational carnivore story. I know I am, but first, let me tell you about the meat-tastic t-shirts I have for sale on my spring store. It's a great opportunity for you to become a walking billboard, if that's what you're into. And it's a great opportunity for you to support your new favorite podcast. You can find a link to the spring store in my bio on Instagram at meet, M-E-A-T, Mrs. M-R-S, Grubs, G-R-U-B-S. I'll also put a link to the store in this video's description on YouTube. So check it out and get some carnivore swag. Welcome to episode 34 of the Carnivore Stories podcast. Today I have with me Brandon Miller. He's a 21-year-old nutrition and health coach living in Long Island, New York. Thank you so much for meeting with me today, Brandon. Thank you for having me on. Pleasure to be here. Yes, I'm super excited. I wasn't sure this interview was going to happen, but it's happening. So yes, um, let's go ahead and get into your origin story. Okay, so what brought you to carnivore in the first place? So it's complicated. I mean, first we could start with my weight loss, which propelled everything into my interest in health. So um, growing up, I was always the chubby kid. I was the biggest kid in my high school by far. I weighed 260 pounds. I'm 5'11", roughly, by the way. Um, so I was 100 pounds heavier than I am now. In 2020, um, my idol, Kobe Bryant, he passed away. I looked up to his mentality on and off the court, loved the way he thought, and um, I just loved his whole his whole vibe, his whole mentality. And the second he passed away, I started my journey um, with losing weight. I had never attempted to lose weight before. And throughout after January, uh, the next eight months uh, leading into the summer and fall of 2020, I ended up losing 100 pounds in those eight months. Now, the way I did it was so wrong, so backwards, and I would never recommend people do it like that. The weight did come off, though. I basically ate one meal a day before I knew what that was, uh, before I knew what OMAD was. I basically ate whatever I wanted in that one meal. I didn't prioritize any sort of protein or fats at all. And I ran nine to 10 miles every single day that whole summer. Um, So the weight flew off of me. All I knew was energy expenditure, calories in, calories out. That's all I was taught. So I ate a bunch of plants, I ate a bunch of processed sugar, seed oils, and I didn't eat any, pro- I ate a little bit of protein, basically starved myself every night I went to bed hungry, thinking that's normal for weight loss. And those eight months went by, I lost the weight, everyone said, oh, you look so good, you look amazing, you must feel so good. And I tell them I never felt worse in my whole life. I was having chronic IBS, like horrible IBS, I've always had it, but it just got worse. The more I piled on these low calorie plant foods, the worse my IBS got. Uh, I was also told to stay away from red meat. So I ate a lot of chicken and a lot of leaner meats, um, just a a ton of chicken and lettuce and salads and big portion volume foods that destroyed my gut microbiome. And turns out that's probably the reason why I didn't feel so good. And I felt horrible mentally as well when I lost the weight. And now we're talking probably September, 2020. Um, the next few months, I decided to try keto. I saw that my grandparents lost a, weight, a lot of weight on keto. 
And I also noticed that they didn't, they felt really good. They told me they felt good and they slept well and they didn't have cravings. And I'm like, what do you mean? Weight loss is supposed to be hard. Like you're not supposed to sleep. You're supposed to be starving because you're cutting your calories. Uh, and they didn't, they told me they didn't track calories. So it was like, how could you, like, you had to be in a deficit. So I tried keto and I still counted calories because I'm obsessed with the numbers. And um, I tried it. It went very well for me. I stayed still restricted myself. I was eating whatever, 1700 calories or really low amount for someone who's very active like me. Um, but I then replaced the carbohydrates with fats. And all of a sudden I felt better. I was fuller between meals. I didn't get those cravings anymore. Well, too much. I still got them a little bit. Um, I could sleep better. My day was just overall better. I felt great on keto. A lot of meat and a lot of vegetables. Uh, six, seven months go by on pretty solid, strict keto. I don't diverge from it once. I do have those cravings, though, and I still have my IBS. And I see Joe Rogan, Michaela, Michaela Peterson, Sean Baker, all the, the top leaders of the carnivore community, and... Um, they uh they inspired me to drop the plants and i see after a week my ibs is gone one week it took and everything was back to normal and i never felt that way in my whole life i would have to have i mean tons of apples and tons of rice to actually get my stools to be solid and the ibs was always out of control and until i went pure carnivore for a week literally just took out the vegetables that's all i did so went from keto to zero carb at that point and did that for a long time, felt really good on zero carb. And after the first week, I um, I researched about the vegetables. I found Paul Saladino. I found his whole animal-based thing. And from there, I understood that vegetables had the defense chemicals. I finally started researching about this. Um, I guess within two years of researching every night about this kind of stuff. And um, from there, I also decided to experiment with fruit recently. I had done a carnivore diet for a while, but I wanted to see if fruit impacted my IBS. I know that if something's cooked in vegetable oils, when I go out to eat, if I even get a steak and some vegetable oils, I'm in the bathroom. If I have a lot of sauces or seasonings, I'm in the bathroom. And I wanted to see what happens with fruit and honey. And I was so curious that I tried it. It went well. I didn't have the reaction to the IBS. What I did notice was I gained weight. Um, because my insulin was so used to staying on the floor for the last, I don't know, year and a half. When I recently added the fruit and honey the last few months, I put on some weight. I tried my best to do it to my activity level, but some days I would just overdo it because I thought there was no harm. And it turns out the days that I overdo it, my IBS actually comes back. So a few plant foods, my IBS comes back. Too much fruit and honey, my IBS comes back. I stay carnivore and I'm always safe and I don't have to worry about it. And honestly, I feel my best on pure carnivore. However, now I do advocate for high performance athletes. Now I'm a personal trainer. I, I work out pretty intensely um, around an hour or two a day and actually felt better with um, loading carbohydrates before and after my meal. If you're in that situation and you're in great metabolic health, I think people can handle small amounts of fruit and honey and do really well. I just think that Paul Saladino and guys like him that are full animal based can really overdo it and set an unrealistic picture of how much fruit and honey you should have. Mm -hmm. Also, one thing I should mention on my journey is when I started carnivore, I came from restriction and this I didn't mention, but I need to mention to you is when I started carnivore, I came from caloric restriction over a long period of time in a deficit, um, probably 17, 1600 calories. I never let myself really go over 2000. Um, and what happened was when I started, I saw all these things and say, just eat to your full and uh, 
eat as much as you want, as long as there's no carbohydrates. So I did that and I gained 20 pounds in the first few weeks of carnivore. Uh, I eat a lot of food and a lot of meals. This is due to being restricted for so long from things like saturated fat and fatty red meat and butter. And when I got a taste of that butter for the first time and was told I couldn't, I could eat as much as I wanted, I could not stop. I was running through, I'm not even kidding. I was running through over 30 eggs a day. I was running through over four or five pounds of meat a day combined with a ton of dairy, cheese, butter, and added fats as well. Um, so uh, throughout the course of four or five big meals a day, uh, piled on the weight, piled on the energy I was consuming, and it led me to pile on the weight. And um, from there, I experimented by just removing dairy and seeing how it goes over time. And over time, over the next few months, the weight slowly uh, went off. And I feel that I fixed my metabolic rate completely. And I feel like when I started carnivore, I my body was signaling to me that you need to eat these foods to be healthy and the weight that you gain is okay. And as soon as a few months went by and I just slowly lowered my dairy because I was told that dairy would make you gain weight or not break a weight loss plateau, my body fat percentage went back to normal. And I sit at a comfortable 12 to 15% year round, no problem on carnivore, a very healthy marker for most people, um, especially me coming from a bodybuilding type of view when I lost the weight. Um, mm -hmm. with caloric restriction and getting it low body as low body fat as you possibly can. Um, I am very happy with where I'm at now. I find that the dairy and the fruit can both lead to weight gain. Um, so again, it depends on the person. For somebody who wants to gain weight on carnivore and you try dairy and it's it doesn't agree with you, then yeah, the fruit can come in handy again. But it's I've learned that it's such about bio individual individuality. And it's not necessarily one diet fits all for anyone because they come to this way of eating for so many different perspectives. Like they come for weight loss, they come for getting better health, optimizing their health, their hormones. People come to this way of eating from, from anxiety or depression or an autoimmune. There's so many different reasons that people decide to eat this way. Um, so not one diet fits all. And I also noticed that when I up the protein uh, from the fat, I used to do high fat carnivore. And uh, when I up my protein ratio, uh, the weight flew right off and I felt mm -hmm. better. Meaning uh, it worked for me, but it might not work for you. Uh, so that's my journey. And now I help people figure it out for themselves. And I help people through their journey and with their questions because I've gone through it all. And um, that's what I do now. And I'm pretty much a, a full-time personal trainer and health coach, helping people, you know, get in good shape physically and mentally and, and, uh, make good food choices and exercise. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so do you do any uh, calorie counting now or macro counting, or do you just try to try to eat kind of intuitively staying away from those things that, you know, can be an issue? Absolutely. Uh, definitely. There's no reason to count calories and macros. I find um, that doing that uh, brings back such triggers for me and so many other people that I coach. I will not have anyone track unless they are a, most of the time, a woman who's severely under eating is a really mm. good example. That is a big one where you have to track for like a week just to let me know how much you're eating. Yeah. Um, and when I, when I mean calories, I mean energy because I've gotten to the point now in my health coaching where I don't like the word calorie anymore. And I don't like using it because 
as I explained in all my podcasts, I mean, you take a hundred calories of Oreos and a hundred calories of salmon, and they're going to do two completely different things to your body making you look and feel a different way. One keeps you satisfied and satiated. The other keeps you hungry and eating more uh, junk that is putting mm-hmm. inflammation in your body. Um, so a calorie is not a calorie, just like protein is not protein. So right. as a trainer, people come to me and ask, um, do you count the, when you were tracking, did you track the protein and spinach and almonds? And yeah, I did. And it was a mistake because it wasn't bioavailable. Um, mm-hmm. you really want to count what your body's actually using as energy. So instead of tracking, what I do now is I will just cue a client. I'll just give them simple cues like, Hey, maybe use a little less, uh, added fats, maybe use a little less dairy. Uh, if you want to lean out, Hey, you are really, really lean. You're looking to put on some, some weight. You should eat more times throughout the day. Uh, it doesn't matter how many meals, just work on eating more frequently, um, or stuff like that. Or, you know, you're an athlete, but you're not burning off these carbohydrates, slowly lower your fruit intake or switch to low sugar fruits. And then Mm -hmm. over time, naturally you will figure it out. A carnivore diet is our natural diet. So eventually after a long period of time, for me, it took months and months, your hunger signals will um, normalize. They will be what they should have been. Um, and you will take back your, your birthright to, to real radical health and, you know, get those hunger signals that you were meant to have, not ones that were thrown off uh, of years and years of dieting. Absolutely. Yeah. I asked about the calories or the, or tracking macros. Cause you, you came from a bodybuilding mindset. You're still in the gym building muscle. Um, and I'm, you know, trying to put on as much muscle as possible. And, and I've been there, you know, tracking all the calories, that whole bodybuilding macro, if it fits your macro thing. And something I've found though, and you mentioned the dairy for me, it's very simple. I, I, I feel like added fat doesn't affect me as much, but if I want to bulk, eat a lot of dairy, if I want to maintain, eat a little dairy. And if I want to cut, don't eat any dairy at all. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's, that's literally it. I mean, if you think about it, uh, dairy is made to make us put on weight. I, uh, use yeah. this example all the time. There, there's no, um, adult lion in nature drinking its mother's, uh, milk. It just, uh, it doesn't happen. And when, uh, when we are in our childhood, when we are growing very, very, very young, that's when we were meant to put on dairy because babies need a certain amount of fat uh, mm-hmm. for everything to be in the right place. And adults, human adults are the only adult species that drinks dairy uh, anywhere in nature. Right. Uh, and we also right. drink we also drink it from other animals too, which is something that you know other animals don't do either. Yeah, dairy is definitely meant to help you put on weight. Yes, it absolutely does have benefits. But if you're looking to lose weight, I always say small amounts, or if you can't control it, then just cut it down and eat more meat and eggs and you'll be okay. Absolutely. Okay. So you mentioned Paul Saladino and um, how he is eating a whole lot of fruits and stuff, mm-hmm. but have you ever thought about, cause he's in Costa Rica. So their son right. all the time. Have you heard anything about how we can better handle the fructose when we're under the sun like, like that? Like, and, and that's why it may be better to eat carbohydrates in a seasonal, uh, take a seasonal approach. Have, have you ever, have you ever heard anything? Yeah, so I, I agree with that. I think it will improve under the sun, but I, I don't think that's the main factor of why he's able to eat that much. I think a lot plays into genetics of how much we're able to handle. Um, a lot plays into a healthy metabolic rate. He has a lot of muscle mass. He's very, very mm-hmm. active. I think those two features alone are why he can eat that many carbohydrates and get away with it. 
Um, if he didn't surf for three hours a day, I think uh, he might gain a little bit of body fat because it's not necessarily the fruit, uh, the calories from the fruit that make you gain the body fat. It is the drive to eat more meat and fish and eggs than you could have eaten if you were carnivore. It's very similar to Dr. Chafee, who likes to say no uh, sauces, spices, or seasonings because they make the food highly palatable mm -hmm. and it drives you to eat more. But, you know, there's a difference. The sauces and seasonings don't raise insulin as much as the fruit does. So it's really that insulin spike that does it that causes you to, you know, eat more and just be hungrier throughout the day, eat more meals. So yeah, that insulin spike is yeah. beneficial for some people that are really looking to gain weight. But for most people in America that are metabolically sick and unhealthy, that much fruit is not a good approach. Definitely yeah. don't agree. Yeah. Okay. So insulin, like you were saying, it's really not so much the calories. It is like the other things that play. I feel like insulin is a big one because uh, circling back to dairy, um, when I bulk on dairy, it's not like I'm eating a whole lot. It's maybe like an ounce of cheese a day. And it's not enough oh, yeah. to justify like a five pound weight gain or, or whatever happens um, where I can eat like 2,800 calories of meat and butter and nothing happens, but I'll add like an ounce of an ounce of cheese. And it's like, my body's like, all right, time to, time to uh, pack it on. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's really, really, uh, really an in interesting phenomenon. Um, do you encounter a lot of people either on the internet, Instagram that are like, um, that really try to reinforce that calories in calories out mentality? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a trainer, so I'm the only trainer that eats intuitively, uh, where I work, everyone else counts their macros. Everyone else tells their clients to count their macros. I feel like I'm the only one who focuses on quality of food. Um, yeah. Then again, all the other trainers are my age too. And fairly young okay. people don't do, don't do what I do for the most part. I mean, I'm 21 and a lot of the other trainers are still eating a lot of processed foods like bars and shakes and all this garbage um, because nobody really understands gut health because it's not taught uh, for trainers. Mm -hmm. It's taught in nutrition school, but they're taught the wrong foods for gut health too. So it's, it's all, it's all, uh, it's all messed up. Um, but yeah, I see a lot of trainers circling on calories and calories out. Again, when I wanted to lose weight, that's the first thing I looked up is how to lose weight. And that's what came up is energy expenditure. What they don't tell you is how much hormones and how much, how different calories out can be every single day. Um, so it makes no sense. I mean, if you're going to eat the same amount of calories every day, but if I go like this, I just burn two more calories than I did yesterday you do that 500 times throughout the day, or you move a different amount, or you eat a different amount of protein and fat, and everything will change. Everything about your metabolic rate will change. If your cortisol rises one day, your calories out will go lower that one day. There's, especially for women, that's a, that's a big one, as there's so many hormonal changes throughout their month that calories in, calories out dramatically shifts. Um, mm -hmm. So thermodynamics speaking, I mean, it's too difficult to track, and it's not worth your time. What I, what I really think is always worth your time is to eliminate bad quality foods, focus on getting healthy and the weight will come off by just learning about different quality of food. Um, by improving the quality of food, you might not even have to narrow down keto or carnivore. You might be able to get away with animal-based if you do great quality food and being in amazing shape. Absolutely. Um, again, yeah, it depends on the person, but quality yeah. of food, 
always wins at the end of the day. Real food from nature will always win at the end of the day to anything in a box or a bag. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you mentioned your, all the other trainers there around your age and you're right. It is not very common for people your age or even my age at 28 to be doing, uh, diets like this. Um, but it's, it's funny, you know, you mentioned you may not have to do carnivore or keto to get the results you want. I have a little sister. I think she's 20. Yeah, she's 20. And I've been trying to get her to like put, put down the sugar, you know, it's so terrible for you. And she's like, well, I don't want to be carnivore. I'm like, you don't have to be carnivore, just eat real food. So she gets around to eating real food and she's like, oh my God, Alyssa, it's like I'm carnivore, but I'm not. And like, look, I'm like losing weight and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you're eating real food. It's good for you. I think, um, (laughs) I think the change, the changes in mental health is worth it. I mean, listen, I, I preach quality of food, but I also preach a quality of life and, uh, having good mental health and a sustained mental health for years and years. No one regrets eating carnivore. No one regrets eating a healthy food. Just like nobody regrets a workout. Um, so at the end of the day, I have a great quality of life. I always feel really good. I haven't been sick. I should mention, I've never been sick once since I've done carnivore. I've never gotten sick. Uh, and when I was very insulin resistant and overweight, I was sick every week missing school. Um, I've never had to go to the doctor besides to get my blood work because people ask me about my cholesterol, which is sky high, by the way. Uh, good and, for you. um, just, just literally prioritizing quality of food will make your life so much better. It's, it's not even um the food it's it's like how it affects your overall well-being and how you feel like i i don't take naps i haven't taken a nap since i started carnivore and i used to nap every single day after school um you know there's there's different parts of your routine whether that be holistic health or just you know food or something else that you can improve on and there's something that everybody can do to improve their routine and to make themselves a better person and to improve physical and mental health, because just doing that will improve your quality of life. Um, that's, that's the big thing is quality of life. So most people that are carnivore follow this diet because they want an improved quality of life, whether that be, like I said, the autoimmune, the mental health, the physically to lose weight, to lose fat, just to feel and look better. Um, mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what age you are. I think everybody wants a good quality of life. So people ask me also all the time, they're like, why don't you just have that donut? Like you're not going to live forever. And I come back at them and say, yeah, I'm not going to live forever. So I might as well make it count. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. So usually a question I ask everyone is what has carnivore done to your social life? You being so young, your college age have, has anybody been like, wow, you're a weirdo. Like, why are you eating like this? Oh, I mean, honestly, I think it makes me super unique. And I think people love me okay, for the way I okay. eat. I, I think that it's all about the way that you approach it. I mean, people think as, of me never smoking and, and never drinking at all as being like super cool and like, wow, respectful. I can't do that. Like I'm addicted. Like most people realize that. And they're like, wow, I can't go without vaping. I don't know how you've never vaped in your life. And I'm like, I just never got into it. And I just, I just care about my health. And it's a, it's a whole different mindset change. Right. Um, and I also think that a lot of my friends have seen me when I was really heavy. And okay. when I made that, when I made that switch, they're like, oh, go you like, go, you know, go off, have a, like, you know, we're, we're proud of you. So it's, uh, it's very different, especially coming from the way that I came from. I wasn't always yes. like this. Um, like, like I always say, you can't get as big as I did without some sort of sugar addiction. So when people ask me, oh, you got to have the donut. I'm like, I know what that tastes like. And I know how that makes me feel. 
I'm okay. Like I feel, I just, I want to feel good all the time and I don't want to get a stomach mm-hmm. ache or a headache or I don't, because literally if I have um, any, any plant food uh, in significant quantities, I'll be in the bathroom all day and my IBS will come trigger. So that's, that's oh. a big reason why I don't, I just don't um, like, you know, I'm not a part of it anymore. But when I go out with friends, I mean, we always go somewhere where I can eat. It's not like I'm hanging out with friends that go to like a vegan restaurant. So I wouldn't even have friends that eat at a vegan restaurant. You know, it's not my, <laughs> they, they wouldn't be friends with me. So like, we'll, we'll go to like steakhouses, or we'll, we'll go to like diners and I'll get like uh, bacon and eggs. We'll go to like seafood places. There's places for us to go. Um, okay. And if I go, if I go to a party or anywhere, I, I just don't, don't drink. And, um, you can socialize and not drink. It's it's not that hard, especially for me because I never got into it. Um, like on my 21st birthday, I didn't I didn't drink. I had no reason to. Like I was just a small thing with family. Um, so you know, I just ate normally because I wanted to feel good on my birthday. That's you know, so right. I, I wish people thought about the way that I did, but that's how I think about everything is I just want to feel good all the time. And why would I want my health to suffer for uh for a drink? Why would I want that? that hit. Why would I, you know, those, those yeah. type of things. Okay. So my next question is kind of a follow-up. It's a little bit personal. If you don't feel comfortable answering, just say pass. Oh, I'll answer and, anything. I okay. don't care. <laughs> um, what, what's dating like as a carnivore? Okay. Like, like would, a, would it be a deal breaker if a girl is like, eating, I don't know, sour Skittles for breakfast and like, but, but everything Honestly, else is, i'll be i'll be honest with you so if you're gonna date you're gonna date for the long term so that's how i think of it if i'm gonna date somebody i want to date them for years or to marry eventually so i'm I'm, if i'm investing in this person to date them it's not just gonna be a fling that's different so if i what i'm looking for is someone that doesn't drink often they can drink socially but someone who's not addicted someone who can control it um, preferably somebody who doesn't smoke. Um, mm-hmm. even that's hard. those two things are really hard to find. Uh, when you find that, hopefully they eat somewhat healthy or they're on board with what you're doing. Um, I currently have a girlfriend and she eats primarily animal based. Like she'll have some sweet potato and some rice, but she loves it. And she does that. She doesn't drink. She doesn't smoke. So I got fairly lucky there. Um, but yeah, it's really, really difficult, especially at 21 to find somebody who's not one addicted to alcohol, two addicted to smoking or vaping, and three who doesn't eat processed foods. Um, when you do find that person, though, they're out there and they also exercise and they also sauna and they also do all these other healthy things. They all go hand in hand. The The only issue is when you find that person, you got to convince them to stop eating the salads and the oats. Uh, but when you can do that, when you can do that and you can say and you convince them to eat red meat all the time they're a keeper. So it it's possible. It's just really damn hard. Um, I get DMS from people that are like, what is your, what's your girlfriend's diet or how does your girlfriend eat? She eats primarily animal. She's not strict carnivore, but she eats primarily animal waste. And I could not be more, I'm more thrilled that she does something similar to what I do. And she supports me. Um, so no, I wouldn't date someone who has Skittles for breakfast. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to, um, be in a long-term relationship with someone with unhealthy habits. And I consider, junk food often to be an unhealthy habit. I don't want to yeah. date that because I, I don't want to associate with someone like that. That That's mm-hmm. it's the same reason I wouldn't be, you know, I, I don't like to be friends with people that smoke all the time. It's not, it's not, it's not my thing. You want to be friends with someone who's into what you're into. So a lot of my friends will work out. Uh, a lot of my friends love to eat steak. So it's, it's, I mean, it's fairly easy. A lot of people like this way. 
uh, of uh, living and you feel really good doing it. a lot of my friends like to bike they like to go hiking we go on the beach I mean you know they, they're not carnivores but it's easy it's it's fairly easy um just find a group that doesn't drink or smoke and eat processed foods and then the the other side of that will kind of all come together absolutely awesome awesome um so what do you typically eat in a day at the moment okay uh, so at the moment, I'm pure carnivore. I plan on being pure carnivore for a while. I'm not sure how long. I'm not sure if I'm going to add some fruit back in eventually. But as of right now, I'm pure carnivore. Here's what I eat a day. I eat four to 5,000 calories a day, roughly. Um, I am, again, reference, I'm 5'11". I'm 175 pounds. Uh, I don't gain any weight unless I add dairy. So as of right now, I like staying lean. So I'm eating three to uh, four to 5,000 a day. And it's going to be around 15 eggs for breakfast. Um, I will have two or three spoonfuls of beef tallow cooked in there. Um, I also have a ton of bacon for breakfast, probably around one to two pounds of bacon. Um, then usually I will, that's around 12 o'clock. I usually wake up at six and then I eat at 12. Um, I like to train fasted. I like to get everything over in the morning fasted. I feel more productive. Um, then my last meal will usually be around four or five, a few hours before I go to bed, um, but early enough so I could digest. Usually it's some form of red meat. Um, like yesterday I had a, um, what did I have? What are those things called? I had a porterhouse, uh, porterhouse steak. I think it was around one or two pounds. Uh, and I also had a pound of ground beef with a bunch more spoonfuls of tallow, in there with a, lot, a ton of uh, maldon salt. And that's it. Mm. It's a lot of, and tonight I'm having uh, a few salmon fillets with um, more maldon salt in the air fryer. Uh, and I think I had this morning, I had a bunch of chicken wings. So it will, and once the chicken wings, I, I cook them in a lot of beef tallow because they're very lean. So it, it uh, it's whatever I'm feeling. It's not a set plan. Um, if I don't like the way my physique looks, I will adjust. Um, if I feel like in a month, I'm not gaining as much muscle as I want, I will slowly increase my protein ratio just by adding more protein rich foods and less added fat. Um, as of right now, I love the way that I feel. So I'm just free falling. And uh, I've been doing this for a while. And I've not gained weight on four to 5000 calories. Uh, it's amazing. And if you gave me 2000 calories of sugar, I would gain a ton, ton of weight, ton of weight, it would pile on. Um, so amazing how it works, but yeah, that's what I, that's about what I eat in a day. Usually it's eggs and something in the morning and then meat or fish at, at night. Okay. Um, and you mentioned that you, you would recommend that athletes, elite athletes are adding some fruit or honey. How has your performance in the gym changed since you eliminated that fruit and honey from your diet? Okay. Uh, I, I'm not hitting as many PRs. I'm not as strong as I was with a few tablespoons of honey and a little bit of fruit before and after the workout. Uh, that's when I would base my fruit. I wouldn't have it any time throughout the day, um, but I do feel my best performance-wise in the gym. I feel like I can push myself a little harder with the carbohydrates. Carnivore, I feel great. There's, I don't mm-hmm. feel like like crap on, on carnivore at the gym. I'm just not as high PR as I used to. Also with my physique, I've definitely leaned out. There's a lot less water in me. So my muscles don't look as pumped all the time. Um, so if that's something you you uh, want to chase, then yeah, some carbohydrates would be essential for that. But um, all the other aspects of my life have improved. 
And the thing about the fruit and honey is if I add too much on one day, there's always a problem, whether I don't feel as good or I have a crash or I, um, I get, I get hungrier and I eat more and it leads me to overconsume and gain body fat. And the gain in body fat was not worth the strength gains for me. Uh, and it wasn't much of a strength gain, but both ways, any meat-based diet, um, I feel amazing with the carbohydrates. Yeah. My workouts improved a little bit, but not necessary. I feel great without it. All right. Um, my last question for you is if you could put anything on a billboard, like a one-liner and it's going to be shown to the whole entire world. What would you, what would you put on that billboard? What is so important that you would spend all this money to put it on like a billboard? For health? Yeah. Like any, for health. Anything, anything, health, life, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. For like number one thing, quality over quantity of food. That's it. That's, that's the message is eat foods with nutrients, eat foods that are great quality and you will feel and look as good as the quality of that food is. I firmly believe that if you shop at Walmart and buy Walmart quality food, you will look like you shop at Walmart. Mm. And if you go to Whole, and if the people at Whole Foods uh, and the people in higher quality gyms, just eat better quality food. It's not the gym or the, the Walmart that makes them feel like that. It's the food quality uh, mm. at the end of the day. Um, but prioritize the best quality you can. You don't always have to eat grass fed meat like I do. You can, you can budget, you can afford grain fed meat for two or $3 a pound every day. Um, but that grain fed meat is still better than 99% of the other stuff in the grocery store. So best quality you can get, no matter how much you can afford the best you can do. So that's it. All right. Awesome. And then, uh, before you go, Brandon, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah. Of course. So my YouTube is the primal side, the primal side. Um, you could find all my videos there. I have a carnivore 101 series um, where I talk about how to get started as a beginner with carnivore and all the topics you should know. Then I have a primal side interview type of thing where I run a podcast as well. So you can also find me on Spotify and Apple podcasts on the primal side. You can also see those interviews on YouTube as well. But my Instagram, my Twitter, my um, Facebook and my TikTok are all at carnivore b mills b m i l l z and you can find me there and if you want to contact me the easiest way is probably through a dm on instagram that's it for today until next time stay meaty stay strong and stay inspired do you have a carnivore story to tell connect with me on instagram at meet m-e-a-t mrs m-r-s Grubs, G-R-U-B-S. I would love to interview you. And the world needs to hear your story and how meat heals. Thanks so much for watching and all your support. Bye-bye till next time.